Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 95. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Plane, how would what kind of transmission is it? could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first, hold on. Welcome to the Weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to do our, actually, not just our review, but our review of Season 3, Episode, what is it, 16? 16. Uh, One of Us. And when I'm talking about our, can you explain to them, Stephanie, who our is? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Would you get your nose out of that notebook, computer? For once in your life, I've always wanted to say that to you. That's sick. <laughs> I mean, how many times have I heard you say that to me? <laughs> yes, but I've had good reason. Okay. So anyway, um, so anyway, you mean you mean the hour, hour like, as in um, our who, listeners who are joining us live on TalkShoe.com. Right. I Abs- hope that's what you mean anyway. I, I kind of put me on the spot there. I did kind of put you on the spot when you weren't paying attention to me. Our, well, that computer pay- takes precedence over me all the time and I'm very much getting sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. All righty. When that becomes a real issue, we'll talk about it. I gotcha. So anyway, we are going to be talking about One of Us, which I think was an excellent episode. The more I think about it, the more I am just uh, loving the... Uh, movement, the pace, and uh, just everything about the episode. I mean, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, obviously, there there have been some other ones that, that are just out of this world. But it, this was a great episode. It, yeah. it really moved along fast. It gave us lots of new information as far as uh, filling in some, some of the holes and tying up some loose ends and, and putting some pieces together. And it was fun to actually come in here during the commercial breaks and do our um, initial lost reaction. Uh, because I, I really liked the fact that it, it it was quite clear that as we were going along, I'm like, oh, well, this explains why she was crying. And I thought it was so cool that they actually put that scene back in there. And it's like, well, of course, Cliff, if you would have just watched the next scene. You would have saw that's exactly why she was crying. Right. And so, very, very awesome stuff. Now, we do have a live audience at TalkShoe.com. And uh, we have several people who are dialed in on the phone, out there on hold listening to us on their cell phones and whatever type of telephones they're dialed in on. And they can request a talk at any time during this conversation. And we strongly encourage it because this weekend show is all about you guys. What are your thoughts? What are your theories? What have you found out uh, out on the net while looking around? And uh, so we're going to touch on some of those things. Uh, but to start things off, I like to really go over some of the audio clips at random and kind of just uh, discuss those things. So be prepared. Uh, these are in no special order. The first one, however, is going to be titled... Time flies by. So go ahead. If you have thoughts on time flying by on the island, go ahead and hit request to talk. I know that uh, six months sounds like an eternity, but you're going to be amazed at how time flies once you're there. I can't wait to find out where there is. What do you think about that, Stephanie? What do you? I I don't know. 
the, time on the island? Yeah. The the fact that you're going to be amazed that once you get there, how time flies by. And there's been the... There has been the talk of, of there being a time issue on the island. Um, but I didn't... I don't know. Okay. Hold, g- give me a minute. I'm... I'm okay. I'm coming. I'll, I'll get here before we are done. I promise. Where are you exactly right now? I can't say, cause I don't know. Oh my goodness! Should we take do a take two? No, no, I'm good. Um, okay. The idea of time being different on the island, I, I totally like that that theory, th- that idea. But um, but I'm not so sure if. It's good. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think there are some kind of major implications to the idea that time goes faster on the island than it does in the real world? Um, do you think that, that I, maybe? Le- do you think that that's a major piece to the puzzle of the mystery of Lost? I think it could be. I, I think it could be. Okay. Um, I I would like it to be because thinking relationally from. Being a family member whose whose loved one was lost on that flight, then um, you know I would want you know if they got to come home for really no time to have passed. I think that would be really cool. That'd be a really cool concept to to touch on. Um, from from a watcher's standpoint, it's almost reverse because a watcher's. <laughs> if you, I like that. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that that one just struck me. That's funny. I didn't get a two-hour nap. Be nice to me. (laughs) You're right. I just woke up from a short coma. (laughs) I could tell them the story. No, please don't. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know. So here's the story. This is why I'm so drained and Cliff is seems you know refreshed. Refreshed and ready to go is because we've made this we've made this decision. That when Cliff comes home, um, if dinner is ready, we will eat dinner. But if it is not, we will, you know, this will be part of our discussion. And for the first 30 minutes that Cliff is home, we will have conversation together without our children interrupting us. So he comes in and he sits down <laughs> and we start chatting. And he says, do you mind if I go lay down on the couch while we're talking? <laughs> I'm like, I-, I laughed. I laughed out loud because... That that was humorous to me because I knew that if he laid down, we would no longer be talking. And sure enough, within like five minutes, my discussion threw my husband into a deep coma. <laughs> and so I got up and I left to take the kids to Wendy's because there was no reviving him at the moment. <laughs> and so, and Megan had a friend over. Yes. And well, so you, we had myself discussed. and four children... Went to Wendy's and we had discussed ahead. Yes, we had discussed, however, that you were going to Wendy's before I did go under, if you will. No, you were in and out at that point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but anyway, um, and you and were of losing course, consciousness. I was, and the thing is, is we were both up most of the night last night. So yes. Anyway, um, so okay, okay. back to the time theory thing. I, so what I'm I was go- saying was, from a viewer standpoint. Time on the island is like drastically slowed down because didn't they just say in this past episode something about last week mm-hmm. that was totally last May for us? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, so, in, in the viewer's eye, that's so, true, yeah. but but I mean, really, in the story, so 
know so what you mean. I, I know I know you do, but I'm going to ask you this. So you've I, I've asked you what you think about it. Now I'm going to ask you: Do you believe? I, I know that you like the idea and you think it would be great, but do you believe that that is exact? Do you think that with the uh, the theory of time travel and and all these other th- books that we've seen and all the other clues, you know, uh, about not being bound, only fools are bound by time and space. Uh, all of this different stuff, including this little clip here, do you believe that that's what the the writers are indicating to us is a part of this big overall picture, or do you think it's indicating, just... telling us flat out, you know, indicating yes. Um, but do you think that that's what it is? That's what it... you know. I have I have um, a mole, and they tell me lots of things, but this one is marked confidential, and so no, I don't know for sure, oh, and I'm not going to say ever. <laughs> oh man! All right, so here here was my favorite moment during this episode. Let's go over it again. I know what to do. Let's go over it again, just to be sure. I drag Austin out into the jungle, handcuff myself to her, then tell her I was gassed, just like she was. And if she catches you in the lie? I'll admit to it. Tell her it was the only way to earn her trust. And if she punches you in Good. the face? What then? They'll take me back to the beach. I know you want me to go there. But after everything we've done to them, it's going to be a problem. We've activated the implant in Clara. She should be symptomatic within the next 48 hours. By the time you get to that camp, you'll have a nice big crisis to solve. I'll need supplies. Price is already on his way. He'll hide the case at Ethan's old drop point. Tell Jack that you can save her. He trusts you. Are you all right? By far the absolute best portion of this episode. You know, as much as I will tell you that um, that I knew Juliet was, you know, a mole, and that I knew that she was there to tattle and to rat back everything that they do, I'm so glad that they did not make you wait to find out. You know, they, yeah, they I could agree. Have, they could have drugged that out several more episodes, but I'm really glad that they they went ahead and. Absolutely, showed that. I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly, um, but it, I think I think that now we have a clear indication that the long con is is afoot on the island, and I think that it even goes much farther than what even we see right now. I don't know. Okay. I don't have any massive theory like some of the other people out there, but I certainly believe. Uh, that 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 there there is something to do with uh, you know a bigger plan uh, that that we will later gain greater perspective of. Uh, we have somebody calling in on our listener line. What's your name and where you're calling from? Oh, uh, this is Ryan. I'm in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Ryan, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. What do you got to say for us? Well, you're talking about uh, the master plan that uh, Juliet and Ben got going on. And I think it might tie into that they I think they know that Jack is kind of the leader. And we saw um, a little while back where Hurley was trying to make Sawyer the leader. 
I think one of the things Juliet might be there to do is to stir up a little bit of chaos in the camp and maybe divide the camp between between the two of them. It's an interesting theory. That's good. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Uh, that that is that is good stuff. Now we're uh, Eric because of that comment has something to say, and we're going to see if we have his audio now. Eric, are you there? And once again, we don't. we don't. Yeah, we don't have Eric's audio. So, Eric, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to bring you into the show this evening. Um, but uh, if anybody else has a comment on that, uh, please do uh, chime right in. What do you think, Stephanie? You, th- you think that she's just there to to stir up controversy and? It makes sense. It really does. Um, I I still I still believe that she does not want to be there. That she doesn't want to be. Um, I, I, furthering Ben's agenda, or whoever is above Ben, you, you know what I'm. Yep. Okay, but um, but that makes sense. That really is the only. That really is the only. Um, explanation for why she. My words are coming slow. Please bear with me. I'm so sorry. Um would be the best explanation as to why she would be there. I have a I have a different idea of why okay. she's there. Um I I can see that. First of all, I want to say that that the reason why I think that that sounds like a valid point of view as for her being there is because um thinking directly to the whole live together die alone, every man for himself kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, it, the obviously when they brought Jack and Sawyer and Kate, they did a lot of splitting them up. And uh, you know, the, I mean, the the more they move along, more the more the longer they're on the island, the more solidified these people will be. I mean, even Sawyer will hold a baby, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Claire will kind of give a little smile to to mm-hmm. Sawyer. I mean, that means there's some unity that's starting to take place. So I can definitely see where um, I can definitely see where. Um, the the unity factor would be a very scary thing for the others because, you know, basically, you know, divide, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. Absolutely. And um, but however, I will say that you know the other idea of why she could John be John already did break on through to the other side. So exactly, the and and I think that you know the the idea of why did Ben come and he Ben said he was there to come get Jack. Or to, to come get John. Right. Sort of as a Jacob evangelist. <laughs> okay. And I'm wondering if Juliet is not some sort of Jake, Jacob evangelist. That the idea is to to win their trust and to say, you know, hey, they've left me and I feel horrible and blah, blah, blah. And this is why I feel horrible. These are great people and what they're doing and you don't understand. Let me try to manipulate you. I think that could be the other, hmm. other thing. And uh, I guess that's kind of what... Uh, Jeff Gentry was going to say because he he had requested to talk and and now is no longer there. So Je- Jeff, is that what you were going to say in a roundabout way? Well, actually, I was going to say talk about the whole um, dividing the people up. You know, I think Juliet did it as a defense mechanism with Sawyer and uh, Saeed to get back with the medicine, but uh, I think she really, you know, and the others' plan is to to separate the ones who are going to be strong and to be leaders and get them focused on themselves and their problems rather than focusing on the the real issues at hand. 
that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you that there is a lot to be said for um, her being there. And I, I think I'm actually glad she's there. And I'm actually glad that she's gained the trust of Jack. Uh, now, I think it's stupid. And, 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 and I hate that he's, he's gullible and he's fallen for this. But let me explain. For the story of what we're about to see on Lost... To see Saeed and Sawyer, who, you know, are very adamantly against her being a part of the camp. And then to see, I mean, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. And so for that, I actually love it. So let's go on to whether or not Jacob is the savior of all people. Where did you get this? Me, Kyle. I'm sorry I should have told you sooner. I just didn't see what good it would do. What good it would do? I could have gone home. I could have been with her. You still can't. You can go home, Julia. Be with her in her final days. Or you can stay here and help me with our problem. Why would I stay? Because if you do, I will cure your sister's cancer. I'm supposed to take that on faith? You've been here for six months. You've done extensive workups on all of us. Have you seen even a trace of cancer? That's here. And being that you won't let me bring my sister here, I'm gonna Jacob said more. he would take care of it himself. Unless, of course, you don't have faith in him. Uh-oh. Every woman on this island needs you. If you choose to stay, I promise you, we will save Rachel's life. Okay, so obviously what we have here is, and, and what I pull out, obviously there's the storyline of uh, her sister Rachel with the cancer. But... What struck me is, unless you don't have faith in Jacob, which that like pretty much put an end to the conversation. So, uh, I I mean, we mentioned it in the lost initial reaction, but uh, there is something going on with with Jacob, which I I think we really need to to start figuring out who he is. The fear of Jacob, the the honoring of Jacob. What, What is going on with Jacob? I don't see anybody. Uh, raising their hand in the room. So what we'll do is we'll go ahead and play what I think is a logical next step to play right after that. Your problem is a large tumor surrounding your L4 vertebrae. You're surprised. Well, you just told me that I have cancer, Juliet. Of course I'm surprised. No, I told you that you had a tumor. Why are you scared? I'm not scared. Why are you scared, Ben? You said no one on this island ever had cancer. You told me that. I know what I told you, You told Julia. me you could fix it. You said that. You said that you cured my sister. You lied to me. No, I did not lie to if you. If you can cure cancer, Ben, then why do you have it? I don't know. I want to talk to her. I want to talk to Rachel. I want to talk to her now! It's not going to happen, Juliet, but I can promise you that Rachel is fine. You never cured her! I did! You're a liar! No, Juliet! You lied to me! I told you the truth! I want to go home. I want to go home, Ben. Please. Can't you please just let me go home? No. I'll tell you what. She's in prison. She is in prison, and uh, the 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 two of those together, I, I think that I could just watch an entire episode of just the two of them battling. It, they're they're very interesting to watch. Um, 
in this in this little clip, Stephanie, what stood out to me was the whole "you're a liar, Ben. You're a liar." I mean, isn't that obvious to her by now? Uh, Can she really trust that her sister ever really had cancer at all? Hmm. I mean, wasn't that my question to you on Wednesday? I think it was. So, yeah, I don't. I don't trust anything that Ben says. Yeah. And I definitely don't believe him saying he's not a liar. Yeah. I he I mean and and it, it, if it's Ben's not a liar. I'm not a mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right. What what clip uh let's see here. We've got a couple clips here. Do you want to hear uh about the intense travel uh Juliet with Sawyer uh and Saeed? Um what do you want to do? It doesn't matter. Just All right. Just pick one. I said earlier, if you told me everything you knew, I'd kill you. I'm going to test the validity of that statement. He means talk. We don't have time for this. We cleared our schedules. We got all the time in the world. We cleared our schedules. That was good. Sorry, you're you know found interesting. Franklin Covey that Plan you two are now the camp's moral police. I'm curious, Saeed, how long was it before you told everyone on that beach exactly how many people you've tortured in your life? Do they know about Basra? And I'm sure the first thing you did when you got here, James, was to gather everyone in a circle and tell them about the man you shot in cold blood the night before you got on the plane. So why don't we just skip the part where you two pretend to be righteous? I'm taking that medication back to Claire. And you're going to let me. Because if she doesn't get it, she's going to die. And the last thing that either of you need right now is more blood on your hands. Okay, so this Juliet seems to have some information, which is, you know, I would say not privy to anyone. And we brought this up on uh, our initial reaction podcast of how in the world does she know about the guy that that Sawyer shot? That doesn't make sense. Nobody really should know about that except for Sawyer. Unless there's some higher power. But, you know, what's what's amazing to me is that I was right so long ago. Because, well, here's the... If they're doing research and they're basing all their information on everyone based on documents and, you you know, that just, it still bothers me. It makes no sense. Okay. But, um... Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it make sense for you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So here here's here's my thing. Way back when it was early season three, and Juliet says, "We know all about you, Jack. We know about this. We know about that." And or you know what? Was it in season two? I said this. Are you looking at the chat room? No. What are you looking at? Nothing. Okay. Back, I can't remember if it was even season two that I said this, but I I said that they have. Their information that that they had a way to communicate with those off the island, which was Mikhail, which was which obviously is Mikhail. In fact, we're, we'll play that clip here in just a second. But the but it's so much more. I said that it's it's more like a military intelligence 
kind of of information gathering. So more than what just your normal detective at your local police department well, or private would... investigator. We're talking about satellite imagery. We're talking about okay. We're talking, but about... that means they would have been had to have been following him prior to getting on the plane. And if Sawyer was ever suspected of being a con uh, artist, and if he ever got released, let's say from prison, uh, and as as a part of a plea, as a part of a bargain for helping cheat, uh, you know, snitch on some guy, you imagine he might have FBI following him, keeping an eye on him, and so therefore somebody could have been telling him, found out, you know, knew exactly what was going on. And all of these things are being recorded, and of course, being that being that the others have a military intelligence connection that it far exceeds any single country's intelligence department, but is a mass worldwide consortium consortium of uh, intelligence gathering, that that would explain this situation. Because I mean, ch- check this out. Let's see here. Did you see it? A plane fell out of the sky in the car. Of course we saw it. <laughs> what do you have so far? Oceanic Flight 815. Left Sydney, Australia, headed for Los Angeles. 324 people on board, including the flight crew. I want detailed files on every single passenger. Already working on it. Can we uplink to Richard and Acadia Park, please? Yesterday you called me a liar. I was hurt by that. I was hurt by that. Hello, Richard. Can you hear me? Notice today's date. This is live. Oh, my God. A little over two years ago, to everyone's surprise, Rachel's cancer went into complete remission. Shortly after, she gave birth to a healthy baby boy. His name is Julian. Okay, thank you, Richard. You want to get back here as soon as you can. We may have some new visitors. Oh, God! No, no, no! I'm not a liar, Juliet. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not a liar, Juliet. Whatever. So I just wanted to point out that I think, I, I, first of all, while I was saying all that, Eric Fisher in the chat room wrote in that they're a part of the OIA or the O yeah the OIA, the Others Intelligence Agency. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> now I know where my daughter gets that saying. Actually, I got it from her. <laughs> Rachel, you're on the line with us. Where are you calling from? Oh, never mind. Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Go ahead. Um, back to the the Sawyer thing. How they would know that? It's it's possible that the guy that manipulated him into killing the wrong man. It's somehow connected to this whole thing. This is true as well. And that could be yet an additional way that they would know. But uh, I, I I definitely think that there are a lot of... I mean, obvi- they went out of the way to go and bring that particular instance that it would not normally typically, in our minds, be available to them to right. be able to research on Google, let's say, or even secure document Google. I mean, so, I mean, they put that in there for a reason, and I don't think think it was a mistake. I believe that it's just a further um, reveal of their at least military-style 
intelligence kind of connection. So that that's really what I'm uh, what I'm going for. And uh, let's see, we covered that. We covered that. So let's go ahead and talk about this. What is that? That is orange juice with a considerable amount of tranquilizer mixed in. You want me to drink it? Oh yes, yeah, you're going to want to be asleep for the trip, Doctor Burke. It can be kind of intense. Okay, so Stephanie, there has been a lot of talk out there in uh, in the forums about the fact that this whole tranquilizers, the trip is really rough and all that stuff, that it's more than just a submarine ride, and the submarine ride perhaps is kind of like a, a misdirect, that she really wasn't brought there on um, a sub. Summer. That makes sense. Anybody have any thoughts on that? That <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, close out with one final clip here from the show. I surely wouldn't drink tra- tranquilizer to get to a new job, though. <laughs> that is a little <laughs> odd. No new job is that important. Not really, no. Especially that's, not after watching Lost. No, that, that, that's worse I could than understand just... it prior to watching Lost, but now that you've seen Lost, if you ever going on a new job opportunity <laughs> and they give you tranquilizer and orange juice, please say no. Uh, th- I mean, that that's just worse than handing your social security number out left and right, you know? Yep. So. Final clip. They're good people. They're willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Eventually, they're going to need some answers. Why don't you? Keep talking about them. Why don't I ever have to explain myself to you? You were there. You're standing right next to me when that submarine exploded. In that moment, I saw it in your eyes. You want to get off this island more than anything else in the world. Makes you one of us. Makes you one of us. No, it doesn't. Just because she wants to get off the island more than anything else in the world doesn't mean that she's trustworthy. In fact, I think it means just the opposite. I want off the island so desperately. I will do I'd anything. I'd be willing to sell every one of your souls to get myself off of this island. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Who's going to be the one to um, expose her for what she is? I think Saeed's going to take some stuff and stick it up between her fingernails. No, he doesn't do that anymore. That's what he says, but I think she's going to pull it out of him. Mm. Ben did a good job. Let's do some listener feedback, and uh, if anybody wants to, I'll tell you what, we're going to do the listener feedback, we got lots of voicemails here, and uh, if anybody in the chat room wants to respond to the voicemails that we have, I encourage you to do so. So here we go. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hi, yeah. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. It's uh, Paul from the UK. I'm just calling about... Um, 
about uh, the shipper talk. Um, that you, you, I know you like Jait uh, Helen a lot. Um, I'm kind of a skater, so I'm every sorry. time you mention it, it kind of annoys me. But um, sorry to be a whiner, but uh, I enjoy <laughs> most of your show generally. Uh, it just seems like every single Jait uh, scene, um, it's like, oh, they love each other so much. And then every single skate scene, it's like, yeah, you know. It's more like, like it. But... So, um, for me, uh, Kate and Story, you can't actually di- deny that they share a common bond. Um, and in, in the last show, you, uh, you, you were complaining why they, why they hug so long. And I, I think, I mean, you can't deny they're friends. So, I mean, can they have a long hug or not, you know? With benefits. Um, <laughs> I think Jack is just the ideal man for Kate, but it's a bit of a fantasy. Um, the problem I have with Jay is that Jack's uh, like a dominant figure in that relationship. I prefer um, them to be more equal and uh, share share more uh, with each other. Uh, I, I really love the uh, like Bonnie and Clyde vibe that Zoe and Kate have as well. Um, I mean, I know, I know Zoe needs to change uh, from who he is right now uh, to be to be the perfect match for Kate, but um, there's, there's evidence on the show that he is changing the better so i think it's uh skate still uh going strong um i've also i've also got a theory for you uh i think ben ben could be the son of the degroots and that's why he's regarded as the lead gap because he has like a royal uh the royal dharma bloodline and uh also it also explains why he's been on the island his whole life because he's uh he's raised there from uh his parents do it. Uh, I, I love your uh, I love your uh, initial initial reaction format. Keep up the great work. Uh, yeah, this is the only problem I have with your show. Um, the uh, shipper talk. So uh, keep up the great work. Thanks. Bye. Paul, thank you very much. And I <laughs> let me tell you first off, while you and I may agree on the skate and jate thing. Uh, or I'm disagree. sorry, disagree on the skate and shape thing. I am quite honored that you would actually make the long distance call from the United Kingdom over to our listener line. So thank you very much for taking that initiative. And that means really a lot to us. And I, I think that um, if he would listen back, he would hear us say that we don't think either of them are um, actually take neither away. Uh, none of the three of them are able to be in a relationship he said that Sawyer needed some work to be you know in a relationship with Kate I don't think any of them should be in a relationship um honestly so my shoe is getting on my nerves sorry um darn it and it's gone anyway so yeah, I we had we have covered that in the past that you know we don't think that that even Jack and Kate should probably jump right into relationship. I mean, Jack still have some has some abandonment issues with his wife and uh, his ex wife and, and his dad. Kate still has lots of issues on her of her own, obviously. But I, I will say that I am more of a Kate and Jack fan, and and I think it's the writer's fault for that because. It, they were the first two that really had that that on the island that really had that indication. I mean, or I'm sorry, Jack was the first person that they indicated that there might be a 
a love connection with on the island. I mean, the, the first few episodes were so clearly pushing Jack and Kate together. Right. I mean, go re- rewatch the wor- first four episodes of season one, and it's all Jack and Kate, Jack and Kate. And then out of nowhere, I mean, out of nowhere, without any issues between Jack and Kate, I mean, there's no fight, there's no nothing. All of a sudden, it's immediately, oh, Sawyer, I feel so bad for you. Now I'm in love with you. And, and I can understand with her background, maybe she feels like she has more of a choice. And we've, we've heard that side of the story, and I, and I can see that. Yeah. But here's my, here's my thing. Sawyer, in, in my opinion, has a lot of bad things that he needs to work out. And, and even, Paul, you said that he has a lot of things before he could be the right person for Kate. Whereas I think Jack would be a good strong person to help give her some some well, sturdy ground. He, here's something that um my response to to Paul's comment because he said something about um he said something about Kate and Sawyer being more equal than Jack and Kate and um my opinion of marriage this is my opinion of marriage is that the male should be the stronger personality. Not that you treat me um, lower than yourself. We, you know, we have, I have equal say in what goes on in this house, but you are the head of this house. Therefore, the final decision rests on your shoulders. And so, and I and I think that that you can see that with Jack and Kate, there's more of, with Jack and Kate, there's more of a give and take and, um, you know, he does listen to what she has to say and he does when they talk, but you know, um, so there is more back and forth, back and forth where with Kate and Sawyer, it's just, they each do what they want to do yep. with no regard to the other anyway. Yeah. So they, do you see what I'm saying? Jack so, and Kate make a better married couple. Well, John and Jack make a better married couple, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole nother subject. Right. Hello, this is Peter Van Ettinger down in sunny California. I'm calling about the uh, last episode that just happened, and normally I don't make phone calls. I listen to these podcasts and pretty much just hang on and listen, but I just had one of these ah feelings of something that's going to happen. I was looking at what was going on with uh, with Claire and everything else, and with uh, that other... uh, going into the camp, and I think that Juliet is all a play for getting Claire. What I think's going on is that babies are very important as far as the others are concerned. Claire had a baby on the island, something that's not supposed to happen, according to what uh, was said. What I think's going on is that they want to Take Claire and the baby. And I think that Claire might be dissected if they get a hold of her. I really do think that what they're looking at is trying to figure out exactly what's different with Claire from everybody else that has tried to uh, conceive on the island. I know that it's disgusting and everything else, but that's the way I see it. And by the way, I love your podcast. And the one thing that I love about your podcast is the kibitz back and forth between uh, both of you. 
Thank you very much for providing your podcast. Goodbye. Stephanie, you provide entertainment when you slap me in the back of the head. Is I that, know that, I That's do. what people are that, saying. That, I guess. That's what people are saying. So what what I hear there is that you should let me do it more often. Yeah, so my concussion means but, nothing uh, in, in light of everyone you don't else's have a enter- concussion. entertainment. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so um, to Peter, I, I think I disagree with him. Okay. In the, not that in, in the beginning part, I, re- I really liked that Juliet is there to get Claire and Aaron and and take them back. Yep. But um, I will disagree in the fact that they would dissect her. I know. I'm sitting um, here thinking of the high school biology frog. <laughs> I had fun with that frog. Anyway, so my my thought in that um, going along with the beginning of his theory would be that they would just make Claire a baby making machine. They already know that something is different about her, and that she was able to have the baby but um i think that they would just keep trying to get her pregnant because they said um juliet said that the problem happens at conception and claire did not conceive on the island is that what it was? they said yes you're right the problem was at conception when when sabine right. died on the table she said the it problem happen- is that you know conception. It, it, you know it, it's not here it, it the problem is when she conceived so and the only way to 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 test so they that know that Claire is can to have take a some girls baby. off of the island. Well, or or to have someone who conceived off of the island who had successfully delivered a baby on the island and try to get her pregnant on the island. Yeah. So. But son's going to factor into this somehow. Son is going to factor into this, and and so I I mean technically we agree that that uh, she's there for she's there to get the baby and and the and the mom. And uh, but we disagree that they're going to dissect her. I mean, obviously they're going to study because it's gross. They're well, they're going to study. I I don't know. I don't necessarily think that he literally meant dissect. I I think he means that that she's going to be she's going to be under captivity and she's going to be restrained to a to a a gurney and. No, I think he meant dissect because didn't he say also? Didn't he also use the words take her part and find out what was different about her? Oh, maybe. Or did I just hear that in my own head? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, what was cool is that we... Te- oh, I'm sorry. Wait, is this Peter on the line? I don't know. Let's see. Peter, are you there? Yeah, this is... This, well, it's Ryan. Oh, this is uh, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just going to say... Uh, well, once, first off, she sounds kind of... I don't know if you watch Heroes, but she sounds kind of... They're making Juliet sound like Siler. Oh, yes. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I wanted to say, too, was I think Juliet... Uh, came over, maybe she originally came over for Claire, but I think she's going to get a twofer when she finds out that Son's actually pregnant. Absolutely. And I think Son, I really think that Jin is the father and Son was, did get pregnant on the island. I think that'll be more intriguing later on if that's the case. I right? totally agree with you, Ryan. I think that you make a very valid point there, is that she came for Claire, but she is going to, okay, and Stephanie's saying that, that she's come up with that as well. I said that on Wednesday. I know you did. But I, th- I think you guys are both right that she is going to, that 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 is going not to be that the... she not that she came for Claire and was going to get a two for one deal, um, but I did say that Sun is going to, her character is going to become a more um, prevalent role because of the because fact of, of this fact. reveal that they're having issues delivering baby or conceiving babies on the island, and um, Juliet's. 
um, diagnosis of why Claire was sick was because of the pregnancy when honestly it was because of the implant. But so I think that son not getting sick, if son does not, you know, it would be my hope that she would not get sick. So son not getting sick and everyone else knowing that she is pregnant is going to expose Juliet for the liar that she is. Yeah, and you said that on Wednesday I, night. That's well, I was just reiterating what I said on Wednesday. Very cool, but yeah, I, I think that I think that uh, you guys are right there. You're right on, on. I think I need to stop giving such detailed reactions on Wednesday so that I have things to talk about on Friday. I think we should just say, "Oh, that was so cool." Let's go watch the next episode. Pretty much, <laughs> or the next segment. All right, you know, uh, we took Peter from Southern California, who had never called into a podcast like this before. Into a guy, and then he called again. He's calling right back. So let's see what else he has to say. Hello, this is Pete Van Ettinger, and I'm calling about a theory that I have. Um, Everybody seems to think that the way off the island is the sub. The sub, of course, has been blown up. Well, I was thinking about how Juliet got onto the island, and I don't think it's the sub. What I think is going on is, is that it was misdirection. All that happened was Juliet woke up on the sub. They didn't show anything about the trip on the sub. And if there had been a, a long trip on the sub there, uh, she, she would have woken up from the sedative that was given. And what I think is is that there's some other way that the people get on, this, uh, on the island and that it's sort of being kept a secret from even the people that are on the island. But just a little theory that I had. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you very much, Peter. And uh, let's see here. Josh in the chat room says he doesn't think it was the sub either. He thinks it was Quiznos. Quiz. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to Harv. It's going to make me hungry. In California. Hey, Cliff. Hey, staff. It's Harv in uh, California. Great episode last night. Um, Probably up there in the top five or so of all time. Um. I think you guys mentioned last night on your um, uh, review or your instant initial reaction that uh, next, when Ben said next week, I'll see you next week, he said that to Julia. I think that's actually going to lead up to the season finale, um, just from all indications and even taking a look at the previews for next week. Uh, it was an excellent episode. And I'm sure there were a ton of Easter eggs. Cliff, I know you're pretty good at getting those or gathering them up, if not recognizing them yourself. I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to rewatch the program and then uh, <laughs> listen to your uh, Friday night show and just hear what everyone else contributed on that, okay? Keep up the good work, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Marv, thank you very much for calling in. And as far as Easter eggs go, uh, there's really only one that really stood out to me. and uh, That was I- the back of your eyelids? What? While you took your nap, while you were supposed to be looking for Easter eggs? No, I'm talking about while we were watching the episode. <laughs> and we had mentioned it in our initial reaction that um, that marking on the tree yes. was going to be significant. And Stephanie, you have in front of you an okay. article from Wikipedia. Yes. Uh, now, the Before reason- I read that, can I say that I agree with with Harv that, that the time will begin to speed up as we approach the season finale? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, know. you may say that. Thank you. <laughs> Don't make me kick you. I, I, 
I won't. So um, anyway, this is the UMMO mystery, and I did not come up with this on my own. Uh, I did. I did know that the the marking on the tree had to be significant, but uh, I found the actual significance at losteastereggs.blogspot.com, and uh, Stephanie's going to read the UMMO mystery. Okay, I'm going to attempt to. Umo, or Umoism, describes a series of decades-long claims that aliens from the planet Umo were communicating with persons on Earth. This just seems whack. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> I just read the Don't first alienate our UFO-centric <laughs> people I'm, out in the audience. I'm not. It's, just, <laughs> it's funny. They even have their own planet. <laughs> Let's move right along. Most UMO information was in the form of many detailed documents and letters sent to various esoteric esoteric groups or UFO enthusiasts. The UMO affair, called UMOism, was subject to much mainstream attention in France and Spain during the 1960s and 1970s, and a degree of interest remains regarding the subject. General consensus is that the umo, um, umoism um, was an elaborate hoax. The culprit or culprits is unknown, but a Jose Luis Jordan Pene has claimed responsibility for um, instigating the umoism. However, some contend there may be at least a measure of truth in the matter, and there are a few small groups of devotees, such as a strange uh, Bolivian cult called the Daughters of Umo. (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie? I'm sorry. This is real to some people. I'm, I'm trying. Another group which claims a more scientific approach to the question of whether Umo is a hoax or not has set up a website in which one can find the materials on which is based the Umo story. And, okay, I lost my place. And some analysis. And some analysis of documentation, um, Umo hyphen sciences.org uh, one person of this group claims to have understood the fundamentals of the language of umo uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is present in the text in the form of what we would call words or something or sometimes expressions he, he contends can- that the structure of their language is inherently different from the structure of any language on earth and has published a book on the subject in the letters, the Umoites relate their story and claim to... <laughs> Stephanie, quit laughing. That is so horrible. I'm sorry. You have, you're totally going to cause us to go into Probably. some kind of stellar war in the, the galaxy. The, the Umo is, Umoites out there on the planet Umo are listening to this, and when they hear this as, after it travels to their planet... Okay, can I finish now? They're going to send a delegation to Hebron, Kentucky... And they're going to wipe us off the face of this planet. <laughs> Stop laughing at them. Right. I, I, I'm not I, laughing at them. It's <laughs> Long live Umoism. Okay. <laughs> in the letters, the Umoites relate their story and claim to have landed on Earth in March 1950 in the southern French uh, department of Alpes de Hate province. 
Something Does that like sound that. Like good. Okay. Um, in the area of someplace reports mention Baines reports mention three spacecraft with some explorers coming from their planet. They describe how they found our planet, their arrival on Earth, analysis of our habits, their language. They're watching Lost. Their language and scientific descriptions of their activities. The Umites write that they first visited Earth in 1950 as a small group of scientist explorers. And then they crashed. Their goals were the study. <laughs> Listen to and you. Ha- most of their crew got sick. <laughs> And the only Umite had shot their husband Can because he had went crazy. And her, she had a daughter. Can and I And that's finish? where we come up with the daughters of Umites. And you're making fun of me. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Darn it. Where was I? There. Okay. Anyway, their, goals, their goals were to study... Um, were the study of our biosphere, atmosphere, and culture. They explain how they discovered the Earth by chance... Thanks to a uh, Morse radio message sent by a Norwegian ship 15 years prior to their landing. And also describes scientific data from their planetary system, including its gravity, orbit, uh, revolution period, sizes, and information about their star. The Umites were amazed seeing our multicultural society and also um, the social disorder so prevalent on Earth. They explain their civilization is older than ours with um, appropriately advanced technology and they will not disturb our social evolution. Regardless of any ultimate explanation... The Umoism is one of the most intriguing and most detailed UFO-related events in recent decades. Well, good for them. <laughs> well, the, at least that they're not going to mess with our social evolution here, so we don't have to worry about them coming to Hebron, Kentucky anytime soon. Unless we have finally arrived on the, on the social scene. Are you still laughing at the Emos? <laughs> no. Or Umos? No, now I'm laughing at Kim. Why would Kim say? Uh, she dropped pizza on her shirt. <laughs> Where do you see that at? <laughs> she tweeted it. Uh-huh. <laughs> tweeting during the live show. I'm not. I'm just reading other people's. Are they Are they tweeting about our show as we're in here? Not as we're in here, but um, no, that's I cool. think there were seven in a row that tweeted that they were coming here. Sweet. Thank you guys for publicizing our show. Uh, so that was the Easter egg there. Was it Harv that asked? That, that's the big I one. I guess that was and a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But anyway. Um, Daughters of Umoism. So w- the the whole idea is that that was the symbol on the tree. <laughs> matches. It's not exact. It, it's no, Stephanie, did you see it? Yeah. It's, I mean, it, well, oh, it's okay. not exact. It, well, hello. It's carved into a tree. Even carving it okay, into a tree, you could... Yeah, you're right. It did kind of stick out on both ends a little it, bit. It's, but did you know it resembles the same marking on her back? On I did Juliet's know that. back, so... I did know that. So, anyway, uh, very interesting. If you want to t- check out what we're talking about, go to losteastereggs.blogspot.com. <laughs> now they're twittering even more. Okay. Now what's it say? <laughs> I'm telling... I'm going to go to Twitter myself. That's okay. It's a good thing Kim can't I spell just, tonight. Why? Do, what she, let's see here. <laughs> I'm going to Twitter.com. Stephanie is laughing at my piece of... 
<laughs> pizza, pizza pizza bobs <laughs> she said pizza bobs yes i wonder what she meant to write so anyway <laughs> let's see here jamie from burbank hey, this is jamie from burbank and i had a quick thought on julia and i was wondering if perhaps the mark that they put on her back is not just a mark or a brand but it actually houses one of the implants that claire also ended up getting which would be the ultimate threat of any time she didn't do what Ben wanted to, they could activate it and cause her to get sick and possibly even die, which would be appropriate punishment considering the fact that they were considering killing her in the first place. Anyways, wow, that was all one to, breath there, um, Jamie. Gotta go get gas. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is in our in our uh, thing here. Let's, let's bring Jamie on. Jamie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. That was excellent. You did that in one breath. I was on my way to get gas, and I only had a few seconds, and then I almost ran into a semi-truck right after that. So it was pretty good I hung up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. I knew that you were doing that because I saw that you tweeted it. <laughs> we are following everyone on Twitter, and uh, so if, if anybody's out there and they, they want to find out what's going on in the lives of Cliff and Stephanie, or, uh, well, first of all, Cliff and Stephanie, go to twitter.com slash gspn, or... Twitter.com, what is it? Slash. Slash Steph GSPN. All right. And if you want to follow some of the other folks who are in our community of podcast listeners, all you need to go to is gspn.tv slash forum. And there is a whole section devoted to simply posting your Twitter ID. So uh, we are following in uh, what's going on in the lives of the community of people who surround themselves around all of the Generally Speaking podcasts. So. Mm-hmm. We're excited to have so many imaginary friends living their imaginary lives online on Twitter all day long. Anyway, back to the okay. show. So I forgot what Jamie said. Oh, the implant. Juliet, the- oh, yeah. So that may- maybe she has some kind of implant that uh, they're holding over her head. That's it. it I'll, I will give it. It's an interesting theory. But I don't think that she has it. Okay. But it, it is an it's interesting a, theory. Yeah. Our good friend Wayne Henderson called in. Hi, Cliff and Steph. This is Wayne from the Tuning In with Wayne Henderson podcast in Southern California. Uh, congratulations on the new listener uh, feedback uh, phone number. Excellent. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned it on there so I could find it. Um, I want to congratulate you on a good uh, initial podcast, your initial thoughts. That was good to uh, hear what all came together. We also enjoyed that episode of Lost. And, yes, Juliet, definitely uh, quite the con. There's a lot of con people on this island. It's going to all come down to who's the best con. Maybe Sawyer's going to end up trumping them all at the end. But uh, I did want to comment on a couple of things that uh, might change how we think of some of the outcomes that might be coming on the island. Uh, You know, Juliet, in regards to Juliet's sister, remember we're kind of – assuming that Juliet's sister really does have cancer, or I should say really did have cancer uh, to begin with. I think that it very well could be another sort of experiment by the others, kind of how they took Claire and through whatever implant they were able to make her sick on command. I wonder if there's a possibility that Juliet's sister was made to appear to have cancer, all as a plot to kind of lead Juliet their way. Uh, What do you think about that, Cliff and Steph? Is that a possibility? 
even though it was back in the uh, real world where that happened. And also, you know, we're also kind of assuming that Ben is actually telling the truth about being born on the island. And, you know, why should we believe this or anything else that Ben says? I bet he didn't even get born on the island like he's saying. And uh, it's all going to become clear later on. But I'm looking forward to the next six episodes of Lost, especially it looks like there might be another one about Desmond. That's going to be awesome. You guys take care. Have a great live show. We'll talk to you later. Thank you very much, Wayne. Always a pleasure to hear from you. And you guys can check out his podcast at whpodcast.com. Um, anyway, Stephanie, um, let's see. Where do we begin? He what, I, what he covered so many different things. I was trying to remember the one right in the middle that he said, what do you think about that? What was it? My mind went on brain overload. I, I, I don't know. It was uh, anybody. Oh, about... Um, about uh... Could they have oh, could, faked her sister's yeah. cancer to draw her to the island? And he said, and we all assume that if she did originally have cancer. I do believe that she originally had cancer. Juliet knew that her sister had cancer. She had uh, gone into remission, and uh, through chemotherapy, she was quite aware that her sister's ovaries and uterus had been kind of uh, destroyed. Well, that's and, what she had, ovarian cancer. She was unable right. to conceive. And so, so I believe she. I, we, I do believe that she originally had cancer. But as far as uh, this whole, it's come back. You know, the the that she relapsed and and that she has the cancer back. The when Ben said so, I agree that that uh, it is far too much to assume that he's telling the truth. And I don't think that he, that she needed necessarily an implant to make her appear to be sick because. Uh, I mean, I mean, what's Juliet gonna do? She can't make some phone calls to kind of confirm or verify this. All she has is the documents that Ben put in her hand, and those could have been forged. And so, uh, I don't think they needed to necessarily go through an implant uh, to make her appear to be sick. All they needed to do is to give her what would be necessary to make her believe that she was sick. So I agree that she probably was never uh, that the cancer never came back. That she's free and clear, and that this was just a mind game. And as far as Ben being born on the island, I don't know. I, I agree that I'm eager to accept that. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to me to, to think that, okay, he found out that he has cancer. Uh, and if he has this ability to get off the island, that he wouldn't have. It makes it make kind of wonder why on earth would he not go and, and bring a doctor there or go off the island. Uh, he obviously doesn't want to leave the island. So... That, that's all I have, you know, with, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. So let's move on to Alaska Brad. Hi, guys. It's Alaska oh, wait, Brad. Before I go to Alaska Brad, we got Rachel requesting the talk, which we encourage everybody to do. So, Rachel, go ahead. Um, if I remember right, when we first saw Rachel in the other uh, Juliet flashback, she was still suffering from her cancer. Um, is that, Do you guys remember it being that way, too? No. Okay. I, I well I believe she was I believe she was recovering from that and that that Juliet had already been in the process of doing whatever she was doing to help her conceive. Okay. Cuz I was just thinking cuz we saw Ethan leaving her room I'm like well maybe she was still having her cancer and she came and 
teachers or at that point originally. Hmm, that's that's interesting. But I do remember that first scene uh, where, let's see here, maybe, maybe Ethan implanted her. So I mean, there there is definitely that that is interesting. I you know there there seemed to be that that one clip where they did show that uh, Ethan walked out of the room, and the question is why in the world did Ethan walk out of that room? And what part did he play in any of this? So that is an interesting uh, line of uh, thought to to go down, and I think that that, that you bring up a valid point. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, turn to Alaska Brad and see what he has to bring Hi into guys, the conversation. It's Alaska Brad calling in, and I have one and only one question. Actually, I got all kinds of questions, but the one pertinent question regarding last week's episode: How in the world did the others know? that Sawyer killed that guy the night before he got on the plane. I mean, are that's these guys question. stalking them before they even got on the plane? That's, you know, the ending was awesome, but, you know, that's, it's just sticking with me weird. How in the world did they do that? Anyways, hope your show tonight goes well, guys. And uh, I've got movie night again tonight. Uh, so, actually, this is the last one for the year, so I might be able to, join in next week all right take care god bless very cool and of course alaska brad uh you've been listening to this and you know we've already answered that question so uh hopefully let let us lack of answer for that question well let us know what you think about my theory of the whole fbi following him because he's already had a history and and he's out so uh you know they might know so anyway mr minister kane is next Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stephanie. This is Minister Kane from North Carolina. I just listened to your initial reaction, and I'm glad that uh, uh, you didn't do the gong but one or two times because that thing was loud. Anyway, um, I enjoyed this week's show, the the episode. It was uh, the reveal at the end was really good. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I, I Jack, to me, doesn't seem like he's not really a true leader because if he can be manipulated that easily, then, in my opinion, he does that character doesn't deserve to be the leader. I personally like the way that the writers had uh, Sawyer and Saeed kind of team up. You know, it wasn't... You, all first two seasons, you wouldn't suspect those two guys team up and be buddy-buddy and, and this, that, and the other. But uh, I thought that was pretty good, and... Seeing Sawyer trying, you know, Sawyer, this character is really growing. He's, he's, uh, the character's changing from what he was at the beginning of the show, you know, in season one to what he is now. Is he, I, I just really like the growth that the character's taking. So I, I like that character. Um, and I still believe that uh, uh, I would just pack up and move back to where to the other's camp because it just seems like it would be a lot, of, a lot better. But anyway... I uh, I enjoyed the episode, and um, I've actually gotten my wife listening to you guys as um, some of you guys as uh, a podcast, and she's really enjoying it. She listened to them today for the first time, and and uh, she listened to a couple of my crazy lives, and I think she's gonna listen to your latest uh, uh, was a Grey's Anatomy uh, podcast. I'm not a big Grey's Anatomy fan, every time I see, look at that uh, McDreamy on there, I just think of the dork from Can't Buy Me Love back in the <laughs> 80s. But anyway, I enjoy your podcast, and uh, you guys keep me entertained going down the road, and, 
And I uh, enjoyed this episode. I, I really liked the reveal at the end, even though we all kind of knew that she was uh, a plant, but just how it's turned, I mean, it's going exactly the way that Ben said he wanted it to go, and that the plan that they came up with, I mean, it's going exactly that way. And it's, and that was pretty good at the end, you know. And it, we also got some other reveals, you know, was good. Uh, her sister does. I'll tell you what, answer. Minister Kane, we're going to have to. Uh, Unfortunately, cut that one just a little short. I I really do apologize. Hey. Yes. I loved Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, and you know what? He called back later and said that that was he was just making a joke. And I love that movie. <laughs> I know. But you do have to you do have to watch him for a while before you start associating him with Derek Shepard and not right the dork from Can't Buy Me Love. <laughs> well, here <laughs> the dork from Camp. <laughs> Since he brought it up, I'd like to go ahead and do a shameless plug for the Grey's Anatomy podcast. And do, please do. If you haven't heard about that, Stephanie has her own podcast that she co-hosts uh, almost all the time with uh, her good friend Kim, also known as Good Things Coming from our Generally Speaking Podcast Network forum. And uh, here's how the uh, show opens up every week on Thursday night. Welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. The show that takes a look at the hottest relationship drama on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. And of course, we end every show with... The Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. This show was recorded live in front of an internet audience. Internet audience. To learn how you can participate in our live shows, please visit our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. Okay, so that is a little idea of what we're doing on Thursday nights. The intro is the ring on my cell phone, so I have already had um, one or no two chances to plug the show when I'm out because... That is awesome. People want to know. Yep. And when I'm out in public and my phone rings, it plays the listener feedback uh, ringtone. So, <laughs> kind of like this line's secure. <laughs> I always love it because I'm secure. We are go. Well, I'm out. You know, every now and then you'll find out in public uh, when I'm around whether or not somebody's a diehard Lost fan because they'll hear, "Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, this is it's Jorge." <laughs> So, uh, anyway, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, join us. We're uh, nerds. We are definitely... What would you say? Hold on. (laughs) Whoa, stop the presses. Yeah, we are. What did you just say? You heard me. How can you accept calling yourself a nerd, but when I call you my geek wife, Stephanie 2.0, you get upset and offended? Okay. I don't know. There's not a a difference. You like being a geek, don't you? No. You are a geek and love. You you have made me this, and I'm fighting it. Oh, (laughs) fighting! Did it sound like she was fighting it, folks? (laughs) Let's ask Rachel. Rachel, do you think she's fighting it? Uh, yeah. You're mixing up the words nerd and geek. A nerd is someone who who likes to learn a lot, and a geek is someone who is obsessed with some something that's normally outside of the mainstream. Sorry, Stephanie, but you're a geek. Wear it with pride. Yeah, baby. Okay, no, but I have to spend a lot of time learning a lot about what I choose to be a geek about. So, um, unfortunately, I guess I'm both. She's a geeky. Yeah. She's a geeky nerd. Just don't be a dork, too. Yeah, never, never. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, although it worked well for Patrick Dempsey, it did. And let's go to Michelle in Texas. 
Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Michelle from Texas, two weeks in a row. Hey, I'm calling about the uh, recent Juliet episode, one of us, I believe. Great, great stuff. I love that Juliet really is pretty much evil. She is kind of a bad one, or maybe she's playing Ben for something, but she was part of a uh, Trojan horse, so to speak, to spy on the beach group. Question for you, if everybody on the island that's pregnant dies, how did Danielle give birth to Alex? So does that mean that Danielle's been lying? Um, just curious about that, but I think it's interesting that they're using, if the island can kill cancer, are they saying that the island forces also treat a baby as a foreign body like cancer cells, and that's why the immune system fails? Is there some connection between the cancer and not being able to carry a baby to term? Just curious. So look forward to hearing your thoughts on the next podcast, and look forward to seeing your new podcast studio. I bet it's great. Take care. Bye-bye. Podcast studio, gspn.tv. There is a whole bunch of pictures that show the history of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network studio, and it will make you laugh. So if you get an opportunity, go to gspn.tv, and I'm talking about the uh, three-computer Skype setup I had upstairs where I used our ottoman as a monitor stand. So uh, check that out. And uh, anyway, um, I want to point out one thing that Michelle said at the very beginning, that she says it's obvious (laughs) that... um, Kim, you're about to no longer be my friend. (laughs) What is she tweeting now? Let me see. Uh, anyway. Um, I need to grab the sound clip of Steph saying that she's both a geek and a nerd. Oh, that is better than the Swish spit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that you get... Uh, I can't excommunicate you <laughs> <laughs> from all things GSPN. No, you can't. I know. So, anyway... Um, but I can threaten. You can threaten. So, but it's Go ahead whole, and send me that clip, um, Kim. Ouch! Okay, um, Michelle's con- back to Michelle from Texas. Is that it's the whole? It happens at conception. Danielle did not conceive on the island. Right. So Claire was able to give birth on the island. So therefore, it is conceivable. It, it is conceivable. It is conceivable that Danielle did give birth on the island as well. Um. And what else was I going to say regarding that? I was going to say something. So. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that um, Kim suggested that, well, it's certainly uh, evident that she is evil. You know, no, Michelle said that. I, that's what I'm saying. You said Kim said it. Did I say Kim said it? I'm sorry. Kim. Or Michelle. <laughs> said it again. <laughs> Michelle from Texas At least I know said, who my friends and ex-friends are. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Michelle from Texas. Two weeks in a row. Hey, I'm calling about the uh, recent Juliet episode, one of us, She I thinks believe. that she's evil. Hold on, great, right here. great stuff. I love that Juliet really is pretty much evil. She- okay, really is pretty much evil is what Michelle said. And there, I don't agree not- with that. I agree that that's our perception, but she is, is she evil? What are her intentions? Why is she no, being I don't, a mole? I, I, she wants off the island. She, she wants absolutely. to go, she wants her she life back. She will sell anyone out. And does that make her not necessarily will she sell anyone out, but but is what has she done anything evil? Oh, have we seen Juliet do anything evil? I mean, the worst thing she did was kind of burn Jack's toast a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she has not. I have not seen her perform an evil act. I've only saw the flashcards. What's the flashcards? 
the flashcards when she was That was Ben's idea. I'm telling you. You really think that was Ben's idea? There's no doubt in my mind. That's going to be a future flashback. We're going to see just like we... Ben setting that up, just just like he's setting this up. Exactly. Probably. Um, I wanted to say something else to her about the whole Danielle giving birth on the island. Don't know what it was. I don't know. It is interesting to think that maybe she's lying because, and, and maybe she has been on the island. She is another, and she could never gi- conceive, and she could never give birth. Or sh- if she conceived on the island, that she couldn't give birth, and so therefore Alex is not really her daughter. That is interesting. But the way that she looked at Alex, it yeah, it's her daughter. So I'm going to play one last uh, call. Okay. Hi, guys. This is uh, Ryan from Hudson, Wisconsin. Uh, good pack, podcast on Wednesday night. Congrats on, on your new studio. Everything is sounding great. Uh, some comments about one of us. I think it's funny how Ethan as a character is dead, yet he seems to pop, uh, pop up in every episode. I have to laugh every time I have to Ethan is an awesome character. It's like, hi guys, remember me? Your old pal Ethan? Well, see you next week. I agree with Steph. I think Juliet is evil and needs to die. Maybe at the hands of a uh, outraged Jack or, or Kate. What do you guys think of this? I think because of Desmond turning the key, the island woman stuck in time. That's how Desmond can see the flashes of Charlie's death. Maybe Charlie was the one who was supposed to turn the key and die, but Desmond beat him to it, thus saving his life. Well, you guys have a good one. Take care. Bye. Very cool. Ryan, Did I really say I thought she she was evil and needed to die? I think you. I don't think I you said literally... I, I said I would love to see somebody like beat her. Yes, that's what you said. Like, didn't I say yeah. something about ripping her arm off and beating her with it? Yeah, I think you said something <laughs> close to that. And uh, and I suggested Saeed, and you said no. I think Jack should do it, or something like that. I I, I, I am I am so interested to see how he reacts to finding out that she is a traitor. She's not one of the. Well, she's not a traitor to the. You know what I mean. She's betraying she, his trust. That she's a mole. That she's betraying his trust. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really anxious to see how he reacts to that. Right. Because I don't think that that's something he will take lightly. Nor should he. I agree. Well, that's our show for this week. Are you? We used. To, I'm, I'm not looking at that. I was thinking about our show and for the week. And what do you think? I, there were parts of it that were painful for me, and so I just hope that it was a good show. I hope that it turns out to be a good show. You're just concerned because you didn't have a lot to say tonight because we said so much in the initial reaction. I can tell. Yeah, I understand that. There, there was, there was not much for me to add. We pretty much did I a so full exhausted review. It yeah, on Wednesday. So we need to be careful about well, that. We need I, one of the things we need to do is we need to continually. And one of the one of the reasons for doing the live Friday show is so that people will talk. <laughs> and if only two people talk, then <laughs> it just leaves me and Cliff and two people. Oh, and, and Eric Fisher. Let's see if we've got Eric. <laughs> Eric would love to talk. We just have no audio for him. Eric, are you there yet? Is it working? <gasps> Eric Yay! Fisher's on the line. Uh, I restarted my computer. Very good. Thank you. Well, so what'd you think? I Okay, I'm going to go on record on saying that I think that Ben is being played by Juliet. Really? 
I'm going to go with that because they don't give us answers. So why give us this one so soon? I like that, Stephanie. Mark my words. Well, you, you. I'll mark them. I thought that the other day, but I'm not so sure. Josh, I'm sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, Josh, go yeah. ahead. You're on the line. Well, I wanted to say this uh, before, but I didn't really know the time to say, so I'll just say it next quick. On um, the airport they were in, uh, Air at uh, Airlines, I don't know exactly how you would pronounce that, but uh, it's an anagram, I think, for uh, Earhart. It's an uh, Amelia Earhart. Yes. You are so right. In fact, that was one... He that, asked me that before we started, and then completely forgot to talk about it. Absolutely. That was, that was definitely in the... Uh, episode as an easter egg that i did not pull it out in fact if that's that that is at lost easter eggs.blogspot.com scroll, yeah. scroll down there is a picture of it i'm looking at it and it does say hararat hararat aviation which uh is uh for Earhart. so very good thank you very much for that josh uh we have 39 seconds anybody else want to say anything you got a couple seconds to say it and if not, uh, that's pretty much our show for this week. Uh, you can check out this podcast and all of our other podcasts that we produce. We do quite a few of them at gspn.tv. So uh, with that, everybody, oh well, uh, we got time for Rachel. Rachel, you got ten seconds. Go. Uh, we didn't cover next time lost at all. Oh, you know what? I've okay. Well, you know what? We're gonna close out with our spoiler, and then we're out of here. Thank you very much because I have been leaving this out every week. I don't know what's wrong with my mind. Bonnie has been emailing me these every week. Bonnie, my sincere apologies to you. I mean, really, it's not been anything intentional. My mind has just been flustered with the disorganization of the studio as a result of everything moving around. So thank you, Rachel Lisi, for bringing up the fact that we've been missing out on our spoilers and in fact, it's queued up. It's right here in front of me, and I just forgot about it. So here we go. If anybody does not like spoilers, then you do not want to uh, listen to this. And uh, this will pretty much be what we use to close us out. So until next week, Stephanie, stay, stay lost. lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called Catch-22 and will be on this Wednesday at 10 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Desmond coaxes Charlie, Hurley, and Jin on a trek across the jungle after experiencing one of his future prophesizing flashes. But is he purposely placing Charlie's life in harm's way? Meanwhile, Kate turns to an unwitting Sawyer after seeing Jack alone with Juliet. So the Jack-Kate-Sawyer triangle officially becomes a rectangle with the addition of Juliet, and we'll see more of Desmond's flashes. This is a Desmond episode, and we'll see Penny Widmore and some monks. For more information, read my Catch-22 guide and preview. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for Lost.About.com. <laughs>